Yeah. So I talked a little bit about the Holy Spirit last week and well, they're, they're gathering up the offering here this morning. I just thought I'd share a bit of a story with uh, when I was at uni. Now, it does actually have a point um, in what I'm going to be talking about today with the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, so last week I looked at deep work of the Holy Spirit, how God gave the Holy Spirit to do a deep work inside of us, right? So that we don't remain the same, that we're transformed into... Uh, the image of God, I guess, we're made in his image, yes we are, but somehow that got lost when sin entered the world, that this, the way that we lived our lives was no longer the same, it wasn't what it should be, and, and so as Christians we want to grab hold of uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life, I'll be talking about that today, but to know that it's a deep work, that it's not of ourselves, and this morning I'll be reinforcing that, it's not of ourselves, it's God working in us through the Holy Spirit. People might go, well, who is this Holy Spirit? Um, that's, a, that's a fair question. Um, that was actually asked by some people in Acts when Paul went out there. We've never heard of this Holy Spirit. We've been baptised, we believe, but what's this Holy Spirit you're speaking of? And Paul explained to them who he was and, and prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. I, I guess if I thought about it, in who is the Holy Spirit, it would be this, it's, it's God's presence, power working on earth, that's how God works through the Holy Spirit. And he touches our lives and our hearts in deep ways. So where you think you cannot change, the Holy Spirit works in an amazing, powerful way and causes transformation. That was our first look last week. Today I just wanted to talk a little bit about the power of the Holy Spirit. When I was at uni... Um, I was even I was even skinnier than I am today. I was I was like 69 kilos, 72 maybe, pretty you know light fit. Hey, she's saying that's not true basically. <laughs> and I was actually a teenager, 19, very fit, had a lot of energy, run all day, and and I had this sort of power of of you know being able to just keep going. That was because I was fit back then. <laughs> Today, different stories. Uh, but there's this kid, guy at uni, one of my mates at, at the college, and he was like this tall, he was this wide, and he was really strong. Anyway, we used to muck around all the time, and he had me in the hallway once, and, and you know when, I don't know, have you ever been, have seen a chihuahua? They're sort of like, they think they're bigger than they are. <laughs> they think they're more powerful than than they are, and so they'll yap at dogs. I could tell you a story about that, but it's probably a bit horrible. Uh, I'll save that for, if you want to ask me about chihuahuas later, ask me. Um, but I was like this little chihuahua, this guy's massive, and we're in the hallway of the, of the college, and I'm like, that's it, so we're having this sort of fight, play fight, sort of real fight, and he was so big, he just got my shirt, puts it over my head, lifts me up, and he's holding me there, and I'm like, I can beat this dude, no problem. <laughs> so I'm struggling really, really hard, and then finally he lets me go, and I'm like, I would have beaten you eventually. <laughs> I had this energy inside of me. Anyway, he was horrible. I, um, he wasn't really, but he was horrible in this way. I was playing footy one day, had my teeth knocked like someone elbowed me, my teeth went through the bottom lip, and I had two mouths for a little while. And I went to the hospital, got stitched up. Anyway, I couldn't eat anything for like weeks afterwards. And um, 
So I'm drinking my dinner, and uh, he's teasing me at the dorm. Anyway, we go away on holidays, we come back. Anyway, I see him sitting there. We went to the, to the place where we eat, and he's got these stitches across here. <laughs> He'd had a car accident, and his teeth went through there. So he was now sipping through a straw, so I thought that was just desserts. But <laughs> that's not really part of the story. It was just what I remember about him. But the point was this, that he had a power that I didn't have. But I also had a power that he didn't have. So sometimes people who are very, very strong, like we had this in, in landscaping, sometimes they'd be these guys that could lift a you know, thousand kilos at the gym, whatever, and they come to work and you get them out in the hot sun and you're working away and after a couple of hours they just can't keep going. They've used up all their energy. It's all gone. So they didn't have this sustaining power that, that would keep them going. The same in the fire brigade. There was one dude who was really, really big. But did you notice that people who do a lot of weights eat a lot? They're just always eating. And he was the same. as eating, eating, eating. But in the middle of the night, we went out to job. He hadn't eaten and he just fainted. So he was really powerful in one way. He did recover. But in another way, he didn't have the energy to keep going. And I just wanted to talk about that this morning in terms of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The two things that we really need. One is the power for breakthrough. But then we need the energy to keep going, don't we? It's, it's all right to have this power of breakthrough, you know, we can have a breakthrough in our lives, we have a breakthrough in our family, we have a breakthrough in our bad attitude, whatever it might be, and, and for one week we're, we're awesomely nice to everyone, and then two weeks later, for some reason, it's gone. And I think one of the, the things that we need to realise that one of the reasons that we have a really ineffective life in God, the reasons that we're not really good at living out the life that God has for us is that we haven't allowed ourselves to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain that a little bit further later on because we can have this initial infilling of the Holy Spirit, you know, where especially when we first get saved, we feel something, the presence of God, you know, the weight of sin's gone off us. We're like, wow, I feel different. And it's like the Holy Spirit came and touched your life and then you know, three weeks later, you're, you're in this place of temptation and it's like, I don't know if I can do this and, and maybe you miss the mark, you fall, you sin, whatever it might be and, and you end up not doing what God wants you to do and you're like, what's wrong with me? It's my fault. Um, I can't do this. But that's not how God wants us to live our Christian life. That the experience that we have with the Holy Spirit isn't a one-off thing. We're not just filled with the Holy Spirit for power, for this breakthrough, to get rid of the sin in our life, but the power of the Holy Spirit is actually to keep us going in faith. And at times, add the power element, the breakthrough element to our lives while we're continuing to grow in Him because there's times when we just need breakthrough. Isaac was talking this morning about miracles. That's one of those things. You know, There's times in our life we just need a miracle, we need something to happen and there's this breakthrough. But we want it to keep going, don't we? I don't want to live a Christian life that's all these big events, but then afterwards I'm struggling. Do you want to live like that? Well, you don't have to. You really don't have to. You might choose to. That's a choice that you made. Uh, one of the things I, I read during the week, the guy said this, that much of the lethargy in our spiritual life can be attributed to the fact that we are not constantly being filled with the Holy Spirit, that there's not this constant work happening in our life. So let's just look 
again at the promise of the Holy Spirit from Jesus. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 24, verse 49, and then Acts 1, verse 8. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is a very important message that Jesus is giving us, that, that if we actually want to be able to be witnesses to this world of the gospel, that we need the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that we can do by ourselves. It's not something that we can do with our intelligence. And again, Isaac was talking this morning, as we, we talked about last week, that Paul said when he went to the Corinthians, I didn't come with amazing speech. I came with the power of the Holy Spirit. Something more than earthly was operating. So ultimately, we can be witnesses because we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We have this power inside of us. If you feel like you're an ineffectual Christian, that you cannot share the gospel, that you cannot be a witness to this world, that's not true. It's just not true. And of course, the most amazing way that this happens is that the Holy Spirit puts the love of God in our lives. We know that, that throughout everything, that the reason that people will know that we are Christians is by the love that we have for one another. So how does this love happen? The Holy Spirit gives you power to love. It's not of yourself. It's an outward thing that acts upon you. So we're just going to read through a few other little passages here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. Talking about the power of God. And I wanted to just give how there are these these two different ways of talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. One is dunamis and the other one is energia or something in Greek. But dunamis is sort of like that dynamite power, you know. It's the power that we have when we gather together. It's the power that we have when we share resources. It's the power that resides in an army. It's the power of God acting on our life. And the other one is almost like this inherent power that's inside of us, an energy that that keeps us going. So here we are. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So look at that little passage there, those couple of verses, and there's two power words in there, isn't there? So the first one is that we would understand the power of God in our life. That is a dunamis power. And then it's saying here that the power that raised Christ from the dead is this energy, this this supernatural power that comes in and does something that cannot be done naturally, but it's consistent, constant energy, this power that raises. So, So for us as Christians, it's not important just to have a breakthrough. It's important to have a consistent, sustained presence of the Holy Spirit so that we don't run out of 
energy as a Christian. And I bet you there's people here that will go, you know what, I struggle through the week to actually live for Jesus. It's like the smoker that might receive a miracle from God, got lung cancer, God heals them and they continue smoking. There's something wrong with that picture, isn't there? God does amazing things in our life, he changes things in our life, and yet we continue down the same path that we used to do. Why is that? It's because of this lack of filling of the Holy Spirit that we don't understand that that being filled with the Spirit is not a one-off event in our life, it's a constantly being filled. And the passage we're going to look at next talks about that, and that is actually the definition of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, we're going to verse 8 to 20. So don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's 18, I said 8, didn't I? What does that mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Like... What does it actually mean? There's, there's different definitions of this. But that, that being filled there is not a once-off thing. So when it says be filled with the Spirit, it says be filled and keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. The other thing to understand about that is it's not, not our work that does it. It's a, it's a passive verb, even though it's a constant verb. It's being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is God's work in our life. It's a constant state. It's a passive receiving of the Holy Spirit and it's not manufactured. And I'll go back to what was said again this morning by Isaac a little bit later in that. But being filled with the Holy Spirit has a few different definitions. Jesus was talked about being full of the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit. Often through the New Testament you'll see and Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, or Stephen, being filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak. But there's differences in that, and we need them all. So the first one is that we can be filled with the Spirit in the terms of being full. Being full. Now, if I fill up a cup and drink from it, is it still full? It's not full still. Something's gone. It's always being in that state of being full, which means that you can't ever stop tending it. So if, if I said to you, make sure that that bucket stays full, what does that mean? That some of it begins to empty out. Number two is being thoroughly permeated or fully taken possession of. That it's not just about being in something, but it's permeating it. Imagine a big sponge, you, you dip it in the water and it gets full with water. You can't even see it. But somehow the presence of that water has infiltrated the whole sponge, and if you squeeze it, it comes out. That is the other sense. And, and when it says, when Jesus got baptized and went out and being full of the Holy Spirit, this is exactly what it meant. Thoroughly permeated. In fact, every part of Jesus was now covered in the Holy Spirit and I wonder if that's sometimes the problem that we have in our lives is that we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to actually 
dig deeply into our life, to become part of us and fully be involved inside of us. So we're not just carrying around this Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit has infiltrated every part of our soul. And number three is being richly furnished with the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit, rooted as it were in Christ by the virtue of intimate relationship with him. And this is in 1 Corinthians 12, I think it is, when it's talking about the body. And we'll look at those verses later. But how do I keep being filled then? Let me ask you, if you're struggling as a Christian today, it's probably not your lack of knowledge. It might not even be your lack of activity. It could very well be that you have not taken the time to let the Holy Spirit fill you again. And when we look at that story of Mary and Martha, it's a little bit, bit what it is. It's, he might not have taken the time to actually just spend time in his presence. So that third meaning had there about that comes from basically the intimacy that we have with him. Who knows that you can be married and go through the week and have no intimate relationship with your partner? Because you've got work, you've got kids, you've got activities that you've got to do, you've got to wash the dishes, you've got to clean the car whatever it might be, and at the end of the week, you know that your relationship, although it's there, you're still married, has somehow diminished in presence. You're there, but you're not present. During the whole week, you might not have talked once about anything of any significance. You might not have shared your feelings. You might not have loved on one another and served one another. And it's just as easy to do that with God. In fact, probably easier because we can't see him. And so what we do is we actually neglect the time that we have with God. We don't allow ourselves to be filled and then be filled again with the Holy Spirit. And it's not a once-off thing. It's not that I get saved, got the Holy Spirit, that's it. I don't need him anymore. He's there and it's good. I don't need to get myself filled up again. But I can tell you right now, we have this choice to make whether we actually get into God's presence and have an intimate time with Him. What I mean by that is, God, search me. Let me be known by you and let me know you. Speak to my heart. Help me, Holy Spirit. Come and fill me. Come and take your presence in me. And I can't even tell you how it happens, but I do know this, it does. I know there's been times when I've been in worship or in prayer, and especially at home, where I just dance before the Lord, where I cry out to Him, where I lift my hands, where I close my eyes, when I, when I pour out my heart to Him, and all of a sudden this peace of God comes in that turmoil. Now, I'm much less demonstrative at church than I am in my private time with God. 
and that's actually okay. I don't want to disturb everyone with my antics. <laughs> and in fact, it is that, to- that time in private, that secret place, that is the, the very place you get your strength. The very place you get your strength. And it may be in church when you're worshipping. It may be when someone lays their hands on you and says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We see that all the time throughout the Bible that they came, they were prayed, prayed for and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So even today, I'm going to offer it at the end again. Hey guys, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit today, come up. But then don't make that the end game. I just want a touch of the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, fill me and you'll get this peace and this presence and you get out of this place, but then you neglect what was the most important thing that comes from intimacy with Him. I neglect it. not taking time for Jesus today. Let's have a look at some of the things that the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit brings. And this is nowhere near a full list for sure. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you become an effective witness for Him. You have a confident hope. He gives you a power to preach. The power for transformation, power to believe the gospel message. So this is another really excellent thing. When Paul was talking once, he said this, he said, you guys, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that helps you understand what I'm saying. In other words, when you allow yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you get what's called revelation. It's like this veil is taken from your eyes and you can read a scripture and all of a sudden it comes alive to you. And without the Holy Spirit, it's just words on paper. But when you allow yourself to be in the presence of God and soak in His presence and let Him permeate your being with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden it's His Spirit speaking to your spirit as we talked about last week. And who knows the mind of God? His Spirit. And Jesus said, and He will reveal all the things that my Father reveals to me to you. Revelation, not of yourself, but of God. It gives you a power to believe what God has for you, power to receive the Holy Spirit gifts required for the body of Christ. It gives you a worshipful and thankful heart. Now, this is really important to understand. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given for the body to build it up. But when we are filled with the Spirit, the gifts will flow with love. And that's made very clear in that little passage I read out from Corinthians today, isn't it? Without love, I can, I can speak in the language of angels. I can do miracles. I can do all these things, but without love, which comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit, it means nothing. It's all a waste of time. I may as well not bother because it's not come from the source of God. And so we need to be very careful to think, you know, oh, someone's filled with the Spirit because they speak in tongues. It's just a gift that God's given. 
Someone's filled with the Spirit because they do miracles. Now, there's no doubt that it is the Spirit at work. Don't get me wrong. But the Spirit has this thing called gifts. When He works in our life and He has, what else? Fruit. Love, joy, peace, etc. If I'm not seeing those things displayed in someone's life, I would not say they are filled with the Holy Spirit. In the sense that they are filled and being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, they're doing all these amazing things, but their character has gone off. You would have to say definitely that they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. In the sense that they are not continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. They're not continually in the presence of God. How could someone who spends time in the presence of God come out angry, vengeful and hateful? Or filled with pride or greed? It's impossible, isn't it? There's a book that I read that it says, we become who we worship, and it's so true. True worship is when we give ourselves completely to God, we're standing in his presence, and we are saying this, my life is yours. That, that, that's what we looked at again last week. We look at it all the time. I love it, you know, but present yourselves to God a living sacrifice, your body, holy and acceptable to him. Do you know what? There is no other acceptable life for a Christian than being 100% in. That's it. It's just not good enough. Everything else is not good enough. It is not good enough to be a part-time Christian. It's just not good enough. And how do I mean that? I mean it's not going to satisfy the craving of your soul and give you the peace and joy that you need. You are going to be a person sitting on a barbed wire fence, stuck in the middle, nowhere to go. Knowing that the grass is greener on that side, but you still want to eat the grass on that side. It's just not acceptable. It's not the way Christians live. It's not the life that we have been called to, but we have been called to this life to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, we continually dwell in the presence of God, just like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus. That the transformation is in that relationship with Him, not what we do for Him, not that we shouldn't do things for Him, but the transformation comes when we have that intimate relationship with Him. Does that mean if I'm not all in that I'm not a Christian? No, but I'm telling you right now, you're not a happy Christian. You're not a Christian living out the fullness of what God has for you in this world. And why should we miss out on that? We'll just have a look here on that, that thing about the gifts, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 6. So these are the different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. There's two words there that talk about the energy. In the body, it works this way. It's the energy of the Holy Spirit that works with energy for us to continue in the gifts of God. Maybe today you're sitting there and you're like, man, ministry sucks. 
I just don't have the energy. I just can't do it. I can't do what I'm meant to do for God. Can I just challenge you this morning and ask you this question? Have you been relying on your own strength? As Paul wrote to the Galatians, he said, foolish, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? You started out so strong in the spirit, but now you're in the flesh. Is it possible that you began your Christian life with power? You knew the Holy Spirit, you grabbed hold of the things of God, but then you started to do things your own way. That you worked in your own strength, from your own might, and you've neglected the very strength that will sustain you, which is the Holy Spirit, to allow him to come in. You've neglected relationship with him because you got caught up in works. You got caught up in, you know, what does this mean and what does that mean? And you argued over foolish things, over foolish words, and you forgot the basis of Christianity, which is this. A restored relationship with God, a restored relationship with people. That's it. As complex as we might like to make the gospel of what Jesus said and delve into things and make sure we get everything perfect, all of a sudden the power of the Holy Spirit leaves our lives because we are not walking in grace, we are not walking in truth, and we are not walking in love anymore. And as we read out all the knowledge in the world, what we know means nothing without love. And if we haven't felt that love of God, we can know all about it. But it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. I don't care how smart you are, God says to me. I don't care what you know. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't love, forget it. And I'm pretty sure that we all get caught up in that at times, that we don't love the way we should. It's more important for us to win an argument than to love someone. To argue over a little thing. I believe this and they believe that and that's it, I'm out. Jesus is more interested in you loving that person. What are you like today? Are you tired? Are you weary? If you don't got no strength, the Holy Spirit will give you power for breakthrough, but he also gives you this sustained power to continue on in faith. Not struggle on in faith, you get it? But to power on in faith. This morning I'm just asking you to open up your heart to him. Just say this, Holy Spirit, fill me this morning. As you worship, as we sing, why don't you close your eyes today? Maybe you never closed your eyes before in worship. Lift your hands in surrender. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. I'm so empty. I lack so much energy. I just want to quit. But don't stop there. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and continually keep being filled. That's the key to your Christian life being effective and sustainable, but in joy and peace.
which comes from the Holy Spirit. How about we stand, guys? And if you want prayer this morning, come up the front, even if it's a prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You just want that touch. But you don't need me to touch you. You don't need anyone to touch you. You can. It's good and it's biblical to do that. To pray, receive the Holy Spirit. And perhaps that is you. You've never, ever felt that presence of the Holy Spirit before. That's probably a good place to start, to come up the front and say, Neil, I just want to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. You can do that, but apart from that, everyone else, just take some time this morning as we're singing. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Send out the invitation. Holy Spirit, fill me. Now, baby, you've never even accepted Jesus. I could tell you right now, you won't get the Holy Spirit without Jesus. This morning you might think, I've actually never asked Jesus into my life. Um, you know, this guy got up before and was talking about the cross a little bit. Come to Jesus. What's that mean? This is what it means. To, to recognize that Jesus died for your sin. First of all, you are a sinner without him. That the relationship between you and God has been broken. But Jesus came to restore it on the cross. And the way to ask him into your life is this. Jesus, come into my life. I'm so sorry that I sinned against you. Forgive me. I just want to be yours from now. Come into my life. If you believe that in your heart, you confess it with your mouth, the Bible says you will be saved. Just as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, that's not it. There's a step of continuing on in faith, continuing to, to be in his presence, continuing to learn about him, continuing to grow in your knowledge of him. That might be you this morning. I'm just going to pray. You can pray this prayer with me. Father God, I am sorry for my sin. I just pray this morning you'll come into my life. I believe Jesus died for me, that he took my sin on that cross this morning. I just want to receive that forgiveness. From this day on, I want to live for you and I want to live with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, make sure you talk to your friend. Go to connect group with a friend. Go to youth with a friend. Go to Cornerstone Kids with a friend, whatever it might be, and learn a little bit more about him. It's really important. If you're feeling, I've never, ever felt the Holy Spirit in my life, but I do want someone to pray with you. I don't feel confident just standing there. Please come up and I'll pray with you. Or someone will. But everyone else, how about we just take this time, this time, this holy time before God and just ask his presence to come into this place and more specifically into your life so that you can have the power for breakthrough, the dynamite power, but you can also have that energy that will sustain you and keep you going strong.